LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Jo Gibbs and welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. We long to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic and multiplying churches right across Australia. Well, as Christmas approaches, no doubt your planning for Christmas gatherings is well underway. You're thinking about the Bible talk that will be given, the structure and tone for each of the gatherings and, of course, what will be on the song list. Now, it's easy to do a copy and paste and just roll out the song list from last year with a couple of tweaks. But it's great to take some time to consider carefully which songs are going to be played this year so that every part of the gathering helps people to hear the good news clearly. Well, on today's episode, we've got Greg Cooper and Curtis Smith to give us a hand with these great questions. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Which Songs Should We Sing at Christmas? Well, first up, we've got Greg Cooper talking about some key principles to guide your song selections this Christmas. Have a listen. Can you imagine any of the great Christmas carols ever being replaced? I can't. They're timeless. Christmas carols are so well known and loved that it might seem strange to consider the question of our Christmas song choices. But as with any songs at church, Christmas songs need to be selected intentionally for the building up of the church. We see that principle in 1 Corinthians 14, so that the gospel might dwell in us richly, Colossians 3, 16. And that intentionality should affect how church musicians approach playing and singing these songs as well. So let's take a few moments to consider some principles that might guide Christmas song selections. Firstly, the goal. Christmas services are such a high point in the church calendar, and they mark a really special time of celebrating Jesus' birth with our church family and loved ones. But it's important to be specific about what we're seeking to achieve at these services. Are we hoping to encourage those who already believe in Jesus as Lord and Saviour? Or are we hoping to share the gospel with those who don't yet know Jesus? And chances are, it will be both. But clarifying our primary aim and audience will guide everything in the service. I'd suggest that the primary aim is to encourage believers with a secondary aim of reaching those who don't yet know Christ. And crucially, we want to ensure that the gospel story is being told throughout the service, with the songs serving that end. Secondly, we want songs that are accessible. Because we're selecting songs to be sung by such a range of people, the songs need to make sense. And that might sound super obvious, but church songs, and especially Christmas carols, can contain jargon or antiquated words. And sometimes we just keep singing them without exploring their meaning. But if we don't know what we're singing, the goal of building one another up can't be achieved. The great news, though, is that most people are familiar with Christmas carols and have positive associations with them. So we can work from that base, and as we introduce a carol in the church service, we can explain its meaning and significance in the story of Jesus' birth. Or we might need to explain a word. So we can introduce Hark the Herald Angels Sing by sharing that hark means to listen or to give attention. And then we could consider why the birth of Jesus is such good news worth listening to. This provides a gateway into the carol and invites consideration of the gospel. A brilliant song that explains the term Emmanuel 
is God with us by all sons and daughters. The writers unpack why God would choose to take human form and dwell among his people. The lyrics say, You've come to be hope to this world for your honour and name. You've come to take sin, to bear shame and to conquer the grave. Our deliverer, you are saviour. In your presence we find our strength. Over everything, our redemption. God with us, you are God with us. What a great way to open up the Christmas message for everyone at that church service. Thirdly, beauty and tradition. Christmas is a time when we slow down and treasure things of beauty and tradition. The city streets here in Melbourne are lined with incredible decorations. We plan traditional gatherings with family and friends. And many people visit churches at Christmas because of a love of the beauty and tradition on offer. So we do really well to embrace that reality in selecting and arranging traditional carols, acknowledging that we stand together with believers who've gone before us in generations past. Joy to the world, hark the herald angels sing, O come all ye faithful and silent night, are some carols that I believe should be in all our Christmas services. But it's not just which carols we sing, but how we arrange them. We want to seek to serve the song rather than distract from it. That said, bringing an element of freshness may be good, so perhaps a new interlude or an unexpected instrument choice, but it should be done tastefully, in my opinion. Simplicity and space, beauty and tradition. Fourth, lament. We rightly focus on the joy of Christmas. After all, a baby, the saviour of the world, was born. But we can overlook the lament in the Bible story of awaiting Jesus' birth, with God having been silent for 400 years before the arrival of John the Baptist. We mark this waiting in the season of Advent in the church calendar. It's a season of longing, heart preparation, and then ultimately celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ and of looking forward expectantly to his return. So in this context, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is a wonderful carol to sing. It speaks of Israel's exile and deep yearning for a Messiah. It lifts us above our individual focus and it reminds us that, like Israel, we are God's people. As it says in 1 Peter 2, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and God's special possession. Finally, hope. O Holy Night perfectly captures the tension in the Christmas story. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. So yes, we're hopeful and rejoice, but we're also weary and we feel that acutely after the last few years. In addition, we are sinful and broken. And for many, Christmas is a really difficult time of being apart from loved ones. O Holy Night is just so musically and lyrically rich that I can't imagine a Christmas service without it. We want to present the hope of the Christmas story in accessible ways. So having a song item with space for personal reflection can be a really effective thing in this space. So Real Hope by Colin Buchanan, How Many Kings by Down Here, Jesus Strong and Kind by City of Light. These are the kinds of reflection songs that beautifully balance life's realities with the hope offered in Jesus. So although not exhaustive, these five principles are hopefully a step towards helping us think with intention about how we can sing biblically, joyfully, and inclusively as we cherish the birth of Jesus this Christmas. Fall on your knees, 
O hear the angel voices. O night divine. O night when Christ was born. Well, great to hear those tips from Greg about choosing songs intentionally. And hopefully you've also got some suggestions for some new songs you might not have considered. Well, now here's Curtis Smith from the Bridge Church in Sydney to share with us his top 10 Christmas carol playlist. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Curtis Smith. I'm the Gatherings Director at the Bridge Church in Kirribilli, Sydney. I'm going to share 10 Christmas carols that I think are great to include in your services and a few to potentially avoid as well. Planning Christmas services can be overwhelming, but in reality, there's a pretty restricted canon of Christmas carols that people know and they want to sing. So in a way, the carols choose themselves. Most of these I'm about to share are really well known, so I'm going to race through them. Let's get into it. Number one, O Come All Ye Faithful. Well known and a wonderful message that is an invitation to come and worship Christ, the newborn King. The only bit of advice I would share is that in the final verse, if it's Christmas Day, we can sing Born This Happy Morning. But if it's before Christmas Day, change the lyric to Born That Happy Morning. Uh, my pastor pulled me up on that one. And so hopefully I will help you out by avoiding that conversation in your future. Number two, Joy to the World. Another invitational song with brilliant lyrics that's just truth about Jesus. Like, he rules the world with truth and grace. And I just love that this is what our world is singing year after year. So let's keep singing it. Number three, Away in a Manger. I've chosen this because it's such a simple carol that the kids know this one. And it's a great opportunity to get the kids up on stage, maybe with some adults as well, to lead the singing for this song for a beautiful intergenerational Christmas moment together as a family. Number four, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This is not just great for Christmas, but it's great for the Advent season uh, leading up to Christmas. It ties in the promised Messiah to Israel and calls us to respond by rejoicing, which I think is a great response as we think about Jesus being that promised Messiah that we have received. Number five, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. This is a, a Wesley hymn and I feel like a must sing on Christmas Day. Again, similar to Joy to the World, it's just full of um, beautiful lyrics that are just wonderful truths about Jesus such as light and life to all he brings. Number six, O Little Town of Bethlehem. There's a couple of melodies out there for this one, but I particularly like the one that is a little bit slower. Um, that goes a, a bit like this. O Little Town of Bethlehem. That one, I just think it's a beautiful melody with great words. So many carols are fast-paced in terms of melody uh, that this one, it slows it down really nicely to reflect on that narrative of Jesus' birth. Number seven, Who is He in Yonder Stall? This is a 19th century carol that is lesser known, but it's a beautiful um, story of Jesus' incarnation all the way to His ascension. Um, 
I, we sing it as a church. I have no idea how many other churches sing this, but I always love leading it and I'm trying to keep it in our canon of carols that are sung here. Number eight, Silent Night. This is just such a, a breath of fresh air, this song. Um, I mean, one of the first lyrics we sing is, all is calm. And that is enough of a message to be powerful. Silence is so rare these days. We are desperate for calm and for uh, quietness. Um, so this is a must sing in my opinion, especially on Christmas Eve. It's a beautiful moment to be slow and to be still. Nine is the first Noel. Noel, if you didn't know what it means, it just means Christmas. Uh, but I love this song because it positions yourself at the very first Christmas with the angels, the shepherds, and the wise men for that very first Noel. And finally, number 10, O Holy Night. You thought I might have forgotten it. No, of course it's in here. What's so interesting about this carol, though, is that it was written um, as a poem by an atheist wine merchant. Um, and the church actually even attempted to remove it, but it had already caught on. It was just too good. Um, and so it continued to do the rounds. And yeah, uh, even the leaders at the time could not help it being spread because it was just such a wonderful song. It even became the first song to be played on the radio ever on Christmas Eve back in 1906. So those are... Uh, 10 Christmas carols that I think are great to include in your services. So now for a couple to avoid. The first one is All I Want for Christmas Is You. I am pretty sure most people won't need to know this, but I just, in case there's any creatives listening who attempted to reappropriate this to be about Jesus, look, I think we just know that's not going to work, is it? And the second is, I think, slightly more, definitely more controversial. Angels we have heard on high. Look, I can see there's definite merit to this song, but it's got quite odd lyrics. The chorus is in Latin. Personally, I just feel lost in this song. One of the lyrics is, Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? What the gladsome tidings be, which inspire your heavenly song? Look, I don't know about you. I'm a bit thrown by this song, but... Maybe it just needs some good song leading and good explanation before it. Those are my voids. And I'll just finish by sharing. If you are doing items in your Christmas services, there are so many wonderful Christmas songs that have been written uh, in, you know, in recent history. Um, some of my favorite albums have been Heaven Has Come by Sovereign Grace and The Peace Project by Hillsong. Uh, those are littered with um, some amazing Christmas songs that could be sung during some more reflective times uh, or during communion if you're sharing that together at Christmas time. That's all from me. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful Christmas celebrating our Saviour Jesus. Well, hopefully you've now got some great pointers for choosing songs for your Christmas gatherings this year. And for the toolbox, we'll pop that list of 10 songs from Curtis in the show notes. Well, that's it for today. I'm Joe Gibbs. Chat soon.